No one can doubt that the Soviet army drove the Nazis out of most of Czechoslovakia at the end of the Second World War. The overall Red Army commander for Central European military operations was Marshal Ivan Konev, and so he won the gratitude of Czechs and Slovaks in 1945. However, a decade later he commanded the violent and bloody Soviet suppression of the Hungarian uprising and participated in the building of the Berlin Wall in 1961. According to some historians, he also personally participated in the preparations of the Soviet-led invasion of Czechoslovakia in 1968, which resulted in more than two decades of occupation of the country by unwelcome Soviet troops. After the marshal's statue in Prague 6 was repeatedly vandalized with red paint by protesters, the local authorities voted for its removal. But on the other bank of the Vltava River, I am walking down Konevova ulice or Konevova Street, one of the major thoroughfares of Zhishkov, an iconic quarter of Prague increasingly popular especially with young visitors of the Czech capital. That doesn't make sense, some of the locals argue. Why should we have Konevova Street here if in another part of Prague they are tearing down his statue? They petitioned their mayor, Jiří Ptáček, to do something about it. The Citizens' Initiative is not demanding that we rename the streets. It is asking us to cooperate with the relevant institution and prepare a document that will explain the life of Marshal Ivan Konev, both before and after 1945, so that we can better understand his activities since the street was named after him. The local council then officially asked me to do all that is necessary to prepare such a document. The Military History Institute in the Ministry of Defence is working on it right now. But when push comes to shove, it is not all that easy to change the name of a place where people live. You know, to rename a street is not just about putting up new street signs. We're talking about one of the most important streets in this part of Prague. There are several thousand people who live here and I made some inquiries to find out what the name change would mean for the people who have their addresses there. I was astonished by the bureaucratic complications it involves. It is not just about changing your identity card. The whole system is so user-unfriendly that you would need to take three days off just to make all the official changes at different offices. You need to change your ID. You also have to file a form at the tax office. If you have a car, you are obliged to change the registration, visit the social security agency, bank, etc. I was really shocked. We do have an electronic central register, but it does not help citizens at all. They have to physically go to the various government offices and agencies to make all the necessary changes, and they have only a period of some two weeks to do so. It is quite astonishing. After all, they're not moving or going anywhere. Unfortunately, the regulation concerning a change of address is so heavy-handed that there is no way around it.
If I personally lived in Konyova Street, I would gladly go through this administrative nightmare because I would not want to live in a street with that name. However, if a decision about the change of the name of some street is made somewhere at a municipal office and the local inhabitants do not identify with such a name change, it is a problem. They could see it as an insensitive order from above and I do not want to do anything like that. At the same time, Mayor Ptáček concedes that whether or not there is a Konevova street, most of the Zhishkov locals, including himself, have other things to worry about. If I were to consider how important this issue is, I think we have quite a few more urgent problems to solve concerning our daily lives in this part of Prague. At the same time, I do not want to trivialize it. What bothers me is the fact that many people who live in that street do not even know who Marshal Konyev was. Unfortunately, teaching modern history is not a priority at schools, so many people simply do not have a clue who this man was. Mayor of Prague 3, Ožiškov, Jiří Ptáček. Many other Czech streets and squares have actually changed their names several times in the second half of the 20th century, depending on the ruling ideology. Is it really that important what the names of the streets where we live are? Markéta Devata is a historian at the Institute of Contemporary History in Prague. She grew up under communism in the Prague quarter of Debice and has no doubt that what she read and saw around her as a little girl going every day to school was important for her perception of the world. And during her childhood, the names of streets and squares in this particular part of Prague read like an encyclopedia of the international communist movement. I started out in the Great October Revolution Square, went on to Delman Street, past Zdanov Street, and then I would take a turn to Stverdlov Street. Since I was a curious child, I looked all the names up and I thought they must have been really important people and events if the streets and squares were named after them. It was only much later that I learned that the original names were completely different. Davidse was built after the First World War during the years of the First Republic and all the original names refer to the struggle for independence and the memory of the Czechoslovak legions that fought against the Germans. Austro-Hungary and also the Bolsheviks in Russia. There was Victory Square, Verdun Street, Teron Street. I think it is important what sort of names you hear and see around you in everyday life when you're growing up. Markéta Devata. Her colleague Tomáš Sněgoň is a Czech expat living in Sweden. He's a senior lecturer in European Studies at the University of Lund. He's been following the Czech debate about Marshal Konev's statue closely. Mě při těch diskusích vlastně zejména například o tom Koněvovu památníku nebo o té soše mě překvapilo, že vlastně... What surprises me in such debates is this. Everyone starts talking about Marshal Koněv, who he was and what he had done. But from what I know, nobody is interested in documents relating to who decided to build this monument, when and how. 
And that, I think, is the most important aspect of this particular monument, because various statues and memorials to the Red Army were built in Czechoslovakia in three main periods. Jednak to bylo v období 45 až 48, kdy Československo nebylo komunistické. Tam ten tón těch diskusí o tom, co komu... The first were built in the years 1945 to 48, when Czechoslovakia was still a democratic country and built them from genuine gratitude to the Soviet Union for the liberation from the Nazi regime. Then the motivation changed after the communist coup d'etat in 1948, especially in the Stalinist period in the 1950s. And the third period was after the invasion of Czechoslovakia in 1968, during the normalization years, which again gave the memorials a new meaning. I would expect the publication of all the relevant documents about the origin of this particular monument in 1980. I'm sure that they would prove the true reasons why the statue was erected as a thank you for the occupation of Czechoslovakia in 1968. In other words, the debate should not really be about Marshal Konev, but who decided to erect the statue, why and when. Tomáš Sněgoň has devoted many years of research to various monuments and memorials of the Holocaust. Lately he has focused his research on how the Soviet concentration camps or gulags where millions of people died are presented in today's Russia. So why is it important to study how societies remember such traumatic events? Samozřejmě to odráží zmíněné nejasnosti kolem nynějších hodnot minimálně. Řada lidí si dnes není schopná jednoznačně... At the very least, it reflects uncertainty about present-day values. Many people aren't even sure whether democracy is better than dictatorship, and their words and actions show that. At least part of the society does not see communism or even Nazism and some present-day dictatorships as necessarily bad. I believe that having discussions about such monuments overall is a healthy thing that can help at least try to find some broader consensus in how society views its own past. We just mustn't get overexcited and lost in such discussions. In Iceland, for example, people do not want to argue which historical personalities they should put on their coins and banknotes, so they decided to put different kinds of species of fish on their money. We have a different approach in Czech here, so we tend to argue more. And it is no wonder. After all, we were not able to study our past freely without ideological ballast for decades under communism, and many of the archives and materials are still not public. So I think the need for such debates will not vanish overnight. Says Tomáš Sněgoň, senior lecturer at the University of Lund in Sweden. Perhaps it's important to remember that history doesn't end at a certain point in the past. It keeps going on. It is only natural that the reputation of former heroes, such as Marshal Konev, may become tainted by their later controversial actions. How we remember the past, who and what we celebrate, who or what we condemn, says more about us and our generation than the people who lived a long time ago. Vít Pohanka, Radio Prague International. Yeah.
гнилой фашистской нечисти Загоним пулю в лоб А требую человечества 